Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Ladies and gentlemen, on behalf of the California Angels and the City of Los Angeles, on the occasion of Her Majesty's Royal Visit, please welcome internationally renowned opera star Enrico Palazzo. Yes, he's in the intensive care ward at Our Lady of the Worthless Miracle. Michael Gobier, the great Ben of twenty twenty one. I am in the house, seven o'clock sharp, Eastern Standard Time. The lights are on, the camera's on, the microphone's hot. We got ourselves a show. It's me, Michael Govier, MJ Govier, G O V is in Victor, I E R on Twitter, and of course the Plaza Podcast. Two L's, two U.S. Give me two. Just me tonight. Deary has a special event with his parents on a very special Deary Presents. It's a good night to be a Deary as they're probably enjoying a lovely time barbecuing, throwing a ball around, maybe, you know, maybe uh, playing some, what's that game? Croquet. That's a classic white people game, isn't it? <laughs> it's such a rich asshole game, croquet. Although, I have played it, so I guess I'm in rich asshole. Hey, got a call, make you see him. Bottom line, it's the Sunday show, week 13. Week 13. God damn, you believe it? I can't believe we're here. I didn't think it was possible to make it this far. Last year, we only had, what, six weeks? Seven weeks? And then there was playoffs if you had head-to-head? It's a big adjustment, even though this is the norm for us. But it feels like uh, a couple of leagues are starting to slip away from me, and i got to accept that reality. My home league, for sure. Every Sunday, I get my ass kicked. I'm winning all week, 6-4. to four. Suddenly, I look at the screen before we go live on the air, and it's 7-2. to two. I'm getting my ass kicked. So, you know, when you suck, you suck, and that's just the bottom line. We're going to get all in your face and point out your faults. As you should. As you should. Today, we'll talk about week 13, what's coming up, two-star pitchers, who's got the schedule that will be most advantageous for you, and of course, any questions or comments, 
Anything going on? It is Father's Day. Jasper, yes, it is. Good evening, sir. Pleasure to see you, my friend. Jasper, I think you are a father. Isn't that true? True or false? Good to see you. Star Platinum, always love seeing you, Star. Great to have you back on a Sunday evening. Star Platinum says that I think France might go on the IL. He struck out and hurt his shoulder or wrist. What? The fuck is this, Star Platinum? You're ruining my day right off the bat. Ty France was just getting going. He was heating up. Home run today, couple home runs this week, swinging a good bat. Shit. Man, that is a real bummer. I was trying to get away from all the bullshit related to... Not that, of course. The Great Fenrate Panic of 2021! The substance, gate, gunk, gunk, fest. I was sick of all that, and I was really excited to see players like Ty France, Alberto Mondesi even. Again, he left with a side issue today, so you got Ty France, possible injury, Mondesi again. It's really, really exhausting. You're driving me nuts out there! I'm sick of it! But uh, we're going to do our best to make it happen. There, that's what I thought. Jasper's got four boys. Holy shit, boy. That is some top-notch sperm right there, my friend. And, of course, the eggs. Couldn't do it without the eggs. There's no sperm without an egg. That's how you create a child. Alex says, in the house. Alex, good to see you, my friend. What up? Aaron Nola has been brutal this year. How far away are we? From him not being in must-start territory any longer. This is a... First-rate question, Alex. It's great to see you here. And, of course, at rotofanatic.com. You see what I'm doing there? Rotofanatic.com. We got you covered. When the week starts, you want to know, hey, what do I do? What schedules look advantageous? Which park has the advantage for the upcoming players and the schedule? And that's why schedule factors, closing remarks, and infirmary report will give you everything you need to know. Is Carson Kelly on the IL? Why, he sure is. How did I know that? I read Davey Funnels. Infirmary report on rotofanatic.com. Yes, it's really that simple. He can be taught. So make sure you check all that out. The standard three articles of the weekend that always get you going on a new week. Bullpen, injuries, schedule to come. Very important stuff. As far as Nola, he's definitely not somebody you're going to move unless you think you can get a good piece, but I don't see how you would because right now his value is oh, it's way down there. No one's going to fall for that. That one is long gone. Yeah. Aaron Nola's heard that a lot, unfortunately. He's not in Dylan Bundy territory yet, which is good news. Yeah, Dylan Bundy. Uh, after the Tigers start today, I think a lot of us were all looking at Dylan Bundy and saying, hey, okay, you give me something good against Detroit this Sunday afternoon, and I will grant you an extension, Dylan, a stay of execution for a little bit longer. Now, bye-bye, Dylan Bundy. It's... I'm cutting it, too. I'm releasing Dylan Bundy on most of the teams I have him. Maybe not a keeper league because there's deeper trade concerns and value that could still play out on a long-term basis. But redraft, I think Bundy is officially cut. And if you already cut him before this week, cheers to you. I'll drink to that. Ah, it tastes good. But as far as Aaron Nola, you've, the struggles he's had don't look to be anything major or permanent it seems to be some bad luck 
if we go inside the numbers, which is so, some shows do. Remember inside the numbers was that what they called it on Sports Center back in the 90s? Let's go inside the numbers. And they'd have a number at the end of the show that would be really revelatory. You'd be like, wow, that's really cool. Go Tigers. But as far as Aaron Nola, you want to know, should we be benching him? I think it's matchup dependent. And as we look to the coming week, Aaron Nola has... Oh, God, why is my page not loading? Sorry, guys. That is not the way to run a show. This is completely unacceptable. I want instant information. I want it all, and I want it now. Ba, 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 ba. The Phillies, who they got this week? Come on, give it to me. Here we go. Thank you very much. Sorry for the delay. They have Washington and then at New York Mets, including a doubleheader this week, so they're going to be jam-packed. And if I was a moron, which I am, so I am a moron, that means rotofanatic.com would already have the schedules laid out there for me. Look at this. Eight games for the Braves and the Mets this week. Seven for Baltimore, Houston, Oakland, Texas, Dodgers. The only teams with five games this week, five, take note. White Sox, Angels, Rockies, Mariners, Giants. Let me say that again. White Sox, Angels, Mariners, Rockies, Giants. So make note of that. You want to pick up Jake Bowers this week? You think Jake Bowers is hot, hot, hot? Well, his schedule's not that great. He's only got five games, so it's kind of a bummer if you play in a weekly league. Uh, we'll get some comments here. Let me get on those. Do you think Tatis and DeGrom are top three picks next year with their injury concerns? Fucking ain't right they are. Absolutely. They de- of course they are. I-, I, always- I picked Cole over DeGrom this year. I've gotten more volume, but what you get from DeGrom is so damn good, it's league dependent. If you need volume, I think Cole gives you the slight edge, barely, but DeGrom is a god, a legend. But he always has these little things here and these little things there. He misses a start here, he misses a start there. Me and Dave McDonald from Rotosaurus have talked about this many times. He's also at Rotographs. This is just something that you pay to play with DeGrom. And people will pay to play. People will come, Ray. They will come and pay big time money for Tatis and DeGrom. Jasper says DeGrom, maybe. Well, Tatis, certainly. DeGrom would be a little bit more maybe. I'll agree with you there. Your top three next year, Shohei Otani, who was, you could have got, God damn it. You could have got him so much later in redraft leagues coming into 2021. I think I took him around 160 in the TGFBI League, 160 overall. And that was jumping ahead. You could get him in the 200s. Ah, things have changed so much. And I, I if you listen to the show, guys, go back and look into the volumes. Go back. Go back and look in the preseason spring training chat from this show. I was on Shohei Otani since January. Since January. Not when he started heating up in spring. I was already there. I am on the record. It's no joke. So this is not a myth. This is not some hot air. This is not a bunch of horse shit. I'm just telling you that I nailed Shohei Otani this year, and my only regret is that I didn't go even further. That is bullshit. It's not bullshit. It's very true. Trust me. Uh, Great point here by Star Platinum. Vladdy, of course. Vladdy has leaped into where we all thought he could end up being. It's not a surprise. Vladimir Guerrero, top five player, without a doubt. Alex says, Otani, if he gets that dual eligibility, hey, I'm taking the hitter, man. To me, he steals bases. He hits for power. He does it all. He doesn't hit for an elite average, but I don't give a shit about that. He does everything else. He's a, he's, he fills all of your categories. What doesn't Otani do, really? I don't care about the pitcher part. The pitcher's cool. That's fun. But I'm strictly talking about the hitter, too. I want that to be clear. 
Hitter Otani, the better. God, he's so damn good. And ah, I have so many regrets. So many regrets from my head-to-head league and my home league. But this is not about me. This is about you guys. We're talking Fab, streamer, schedule, who to pick up. Jake Bowers, you in or you out? Let me go back to Aaron Dola real quick because I wanted to look at his numbers and talk about what's been going on with our pal Aaron, who deserves more from life. You know, he's a borderline Cy Young winner a couple of years ago. Last year, you know, he kind of shits the bed in a in a sense. It wasn't that great. And then this year, it's just been, that's a roller coaster. Whoopsie daisy. You can't just say whoopsie daisy, Aaron Nola. You got to bring it. Uh, you know, the thing is, the walks, yeah, I mean, the whip is not that awful. It just looks like a few bad starts are kind of bloating a situation, but he's absolutely getting tattooed with Max EVs being some of the worst in baseball this year, which has always been his thing, though. People have always hit the ball hard. If you go back and look at Nola's StatCast page, I mean, I'll share it with you right now if you want to look at it. We have the ability to do that here on the live stream of the Hey, it's Rico Palazzo Fantasy Baseball Podcast presented by RotoFanatic.com. Two L's, two Z's. Utah, give me two. Palazzo Podcast on Twitter. Hit us up. Palazzo Podcast at ProtonMail.com. So look, it's real simple. Look at all this right here. Well, I just highlighted everything, but this part. No. Anyways, look, Max EV every year. This is 2016, bottom seven. 2017, bottom eight. 2020, bottom six, 2021, bottom five of the league. He gets hit hard, but he's been able to reduce the walks in the best version of himself. And this year, the walk rate's down even further. I I think you stick with Aaron Nola. I think this is just a few bad breaks. The expected ERA versus the real ERA kind of tells us he's got some bad breaks. I really do. I think some people just tattooed him a few times, and he can correct that and fix that. Aaron Nola Stay true. I'm in. I'm staying in with Aaron Ola. That's my bottom line. Stick to Aaron Ola, guys. Don't give up on him. He's got the stuff. And the Phillies are still hanging around as a team, too. So if you're looking for a guy to pick up wins, that is something he could do. All right. Uh, I just mentioned the schedule briefly. Let me cover some more of that ground. Like I said, White Sox, Mariners, Angels, Rockies, and Giants. Five games this week. Five, 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 five. As far as two-star pitchers this week, uh, you're going to start the best of the best. We already know that, right? Garrett Cole, Jacob deGrom, mostly ready to go. He's got the Braves and the Phillies this week, so he'll go up against Aaron Nola maybe. That'd be fun if they pitched against each other. Sandy Alcantara, who's a god. Sandy Alcantara had one of the most amazing but buzzkill starts you will ever have against St. Louis this week. He went eight and a third innings. Didn't give up anything. Took the loss. No go. Eight and a third innings of shutout baseball, only to lose, I think it was one nothing. if I uh, verify the game log. It was such a great outing. Alcantara is a guy that we talked about on Friday with my guy, Tony, from the Open Bar Dudes podcast, which you should absolutely be following listening to. Tony is a wizard. He's also a really genuine, cool dude. He's my brother, man. I love Tony. Follow him at Open Bar Dudes. Open Bar Dudes, please. Do it. And he was mentioning one of the keys right now, our ground ball pitchers could be getting a big benefit from all this substance shit, all the gunkapalooza going on. Because, and this was pointed out by Rob Arthur, so I want to give credit to Rob Arthur's article. I don't know if anybody read that. Rob Arthur on Twitter, he posted an article. He's a data dude, really focuses on data science, sports science, a lot of different areas. He's a nerd, but he's my kind of nerd, and I love nerds. So to me, that's not a negative at all. That's a positive. That's a beautiful, beautiful word. 
And he says that the substances that were being used on the ball slowed the ball down, which makes total sense to me. And now that those are being removed, we're going to get more flight on this ball, which could be more home runs, more offense. You know, a few extra feet on a fly out to the warning track means long gone, right, Ernie? That one is long gone. Damn right, Ernie. So that's something to think about. That's why ground ball pitchers could be a real bonus for you guys. Think about this. This is a really, really hot point for the coming week and really the rest of the season. Ground ball pitchers to target. Now, I will say this because Tony said, hey, get rid of Trevor Bauer and go get Sandy Alcantara. Now, you know, that's a bold move. Bold move, Cotton. But Bauer looked amazing in his last start. And the gunk is gone, we assume, right? And he was flawless, basically. Now, I believe it was the D-backs. Let me double-check the game log. So that would would really kind of, you know, I don't know if you've heard. Um, They're they're bad. They're they're not good. Oh, damn right again. And the Diamondbacks are about as shitty as it comes. Uh, yeah, that was against Arizona. So that was seven innings, got the win, eight Ks, no runs, really dominant performance. So that's good news for Trevor Bauer. Trevor Bauer has done it without the gunk, we think, a couple years ago, so I wouldn't worry about him either. But keep an eye on these ground ball pitchers, ground ball pitchers to throw the heavy sinkers. The more people that you can get on the mound that throw that heavy sinker, yeah, that's what you want. That's going to help you out and get you through all of this gunk shit. Okay. Uh, I wanted to finish the two-star pitchers. Uh, Kyle Gibson's got Oakland at home and Kansas City at home. Tasty Kyle Gibson. If you got him, play him. If you can go get him, do it. Do it now. Come on. Kill me. What are you waiting for? Come on. Tarek Skubal, my tiger. Go Tigers. He's got St. Louis at home and Houston at home. And Skubal seems to be matchup-proof lately. I thought that I would kind of, I have him in my only dynasty league I play him. And I was like, well, you know, maybe he plays against the White Sox or somebody like that. I'll be a little more suspect. But it's been matchup proof, man. Seems that every team he plays against, nobody seems to get to him. The last time he had a bad outing, we go back to May 14th. And that wasn't like a god-awful outing, but it wasn't great. And that was against the Cubs. Since then, Seattle, Cleveland, not great offenses, we, but although Seattle's sneaky good. Seattle gets shit on a lot, but their offense, they strike out a lot, but they can make some offense. Yankees offense kind of getting going a little bit, still not that great. White Sox are the White Sox. I think their offense is always kind of just there, not dominant. None of these are dominant offenses. So St. Louis at home this week for school, are you going to play him? Let me know. I think you got to. He's also an American leaguer versus a National League team. I know these teams play against each other all the time now, so it's not like interleague play is a big deal. But Scooble is really making me proud. Go Tigers! Way to go, Scooble! Very happy man. And keep doing what you're doing. Striking him out at an elite rate. And making Papa proud. How about Blake Snell against the Dodgers and the D-backs this week? We got a great series. Dodgers-Padres. That's top-notch baseball, is it not? Who's not excited for that? I know I am stoked for that. These guys are the cream of the crop, two of the best teams in all baseball in the same division trying to win a division title. You got to love it. I don't, I love it. And it looks like they're going to get a lot of players back for the Dodgers. Corey Seager is about to go on a rehab assignment. That's good news. So keep an eye on that. If you're waiting on Seager, if you'd like to target Seager, now's the time. Rehab assignment impending. 
And uh, I think Max Muncy, what was it? Another Dodgers coming back, too. Oh, oh uh, Bellinger. Bellinger should be back for the Padres series. So Bellinger is, when he plays, he's great. It's not a matter of he's good or not. It's just a matter of injuries have been devastating. If you took Bellinger in the top 18, you know, the 15th pick, 17th pick, something like that, or even higher, if you took him in the 13th or 12th pick, he's killing you right now. But the best is yet to come. We know he's a great player. Alex says, yes, on the St. Louis matchup, the card will match up with Scooble, but I think he's an easy bench in that second one. Dr. Alex, all right. I like it when people speak their mind. You're always welcome to speak your mind on this show. Scooble's second matchup is against Houston. Houston, Planet Houston. Alex says, most leagues, I'm benching him since I'd have to use him for both starts. Yeah, in a weekly league, boy, seems like Houston is a risk. But it is a Comerica, so that's a slight bonus. But the way the Houston offense has been going, I wouldn't blame you. Though, our guy, Carlos Rodon, kind of held Houston in check over the weekend in his start. So if you believe that Rodon and Scooble are similar pitchers, and, you know, they're not. I mean, Rodon's slider is Hall of Fame. It's, I mean, this guy's Cy Young-worthy right now. It's insane. He got a 183 ERA, .84 whip. 105 Ks in 73 innings. Carlos Rodon has been a revelation that I've waited my whole life for. Oh, man. I'm still stunned that he's finally doing it. I really am because I was waiting for him for years to finally do what I expected him to do coming out of North Carolina State. Number three overall pick. And we had flashes, but we never got it. But finally, his girlfriend or his fiance or his wife, I'm not sure exactly what her title is, but she, boom. She slapped him in the face and woke his ass up and said, dude, you just got non-tendered. Your life is falling apart. Get it together. And now we have this amazing first couple months of the season. I don't think it's going to last still. I still don't this season. He's got to flame out because he's never thrown that many innings in recent years. But it's really, really incredible. So if you believe that Rodon could shut down Houston, then why can't uh, Scooble do it? Am I wrong, Alex? What do you think of that? Let's say, hey, it's Rico Plazzo, Fantasy Baseball Podcast. It's a Sunday prep show. Plazzo Podcast, two L's, two Z's. You talk. Give me two. We talk fab streamers, waiver wire bids, the weeks that is coming. Who's hot? Who's not? Who do you drop? Who do you hold on to? We've talked Dylan Bunny. We've talked Aaron Nola. We're going to talk uh, Blake Snell here in a second. Zito, Richard Zito, what's up, man? Zytor, love the shirt. Have to go do fab with bedtime. <laughs> okay. It's great to see you, Zytor. Take care, my brother. Always a pleasure. Zytor is an early, early adopter of the Plotso podcast, so we do appreciate seeing him. That's It's always a treat when I get to see people that I don't see in the stream as often, but that doesn't mean that you guys who are always here, you know, Jasper, Star Platinum, Alex, Ryan, Brian K. Rodgman, I mean, you guys are always here, and that means everything to me. Because otherwise, the show just wouldn't be as fun as all. We couldn't have this back and forth. Make sure you drop your comments in the live stream here if you want to comment on anything you are hearing in the show. So Blake Snell, there's a lot of people talking about Blake Snell. I think Blake Snell and Tyler Glass now, oddly enough, former teammates, are both being discussed a lot in terms of questions that I'm getting from people on Twitter and other analysts. Glass now, people are holding on for hope. Hey, Glass now, maybe we can get a little taste of him at the end of the season. But unfortunately, Glass now is like the poster child victim for the great spin rate panic of 2021. Yeah, it's not your fault. Uh, cue the <laughs> goodwill hunting gif. It's not your fault, Tyler. It's not fucking terrible. But Blake Snell, people 
are getting tired. Way more tired than Aaron Ola. Even more tired. Well, not as tired as Dylan Bundy, but very close to being as exhausted by Dylan Bundy level. We're at a Bundy level here with Blake Snell. And Blake Snell's got the Dodgers in Arizona this week. The Arizona matchup is outstanding. We love it. I am all in on that. And I think you would be too, because who the hell don't? The B-backs are fucking disgrace right now. Although, uh, this is a quick side note, which I should mention. And I know I jump all over a lot on this show, guys. Sorry if it's too jumpy, but, you know, there's so much to talk about and so many things popping in my mind. But Dalton Varsho time is here! <laughs> hail to the Varsho. He's the Varsho that we hail to. Hey! Finally, Carson Kelly broke his wrist. Sorry, Carson. I know that's sad. I'll give you a sad uh, button for that. Sorry, Carson. But Dalton Varsho got called back up. He's back. And he was hitting well in Reno. And I know Reno is a free-for-all offensive fiesta that is, you know, it's bloated and over-the-top offensive numbers that are ridiculous. He had a grand slam and two home runs yesterday in his last game in Reno before coming up to the big ball club. Dalton Varsho's here. I've already overbid for him a long time ago. Still have been hanging on to him for weeks and weeks and weeks. So I've been waiting for this opportunity. I really hope we get the steals. And I just want to see them play him every day. They suck. Arizona, you have nothing left to play for. The party's over. Bedtime. See you in 2022. So make sure you're playing all of your young studs, please. Really appreciate that. All right. Back to Blake Snell. I know I got uh, fired up there. I apologize. Jasper says, uh, not a fan of Snell. <laughs> no shit. I don't think a lot of people are right now. Uh, I talked about... Oh, shit. Look, just hit a grand slam. Star Platinum is on the pulse of the Seattle Mariners. How about that? That's very cool. That deserves... a. Uh, Shit. That one is long gone. Wow. That's fun. Zytor says uh, he's been busy with work, hopefully to follow live in the future. Keep up the good work, Richard. Thank you. Richard has one of these few T-shirts. Yes, the Roto Fanatic shirts. They're, uh, I sent him one when he won it on a live stream. I think it was last year. Yeah, it was very cool. That's how I first met him. It's funny how you meet people and then you still connect with them. You've never seen them in real life. That's why I love this stuff. Like, we would never know each other, any of us, unless we had this exchange. And we got to give it to YouTube and Twitter and all this stuff. They have positive offerings. Alex says, maybe teams need to just stop trading with the Rays. Oh! That is shots fired! Woo! Alex. The Rays generally win their trades, right? I thought they would lose the Nick Solak trade. What about Nate Lowe? The fact the Rangers, they have Nick Solak and Nate Lowe, two former Rays, who I really liked coming into this year, but they've both cooled off tremendously. Very, very cold right now. So maybe you're right. Maybe the Rays in the end. It's like uh, in Casino. You guys remember that uh, movie Casino, 1995, Martin Scorsese? In the end, we get it all. <laughs> and that's what the Rays do. Except they don't win a World Series, which they still are trying to do. And I wish them the best because rooting for the Rays is fun. I admit it. They're the underdogs. I love underdogs. I like the teams that are maximizing their dollar value. I wish they'd spend a little bit more. But, hey, it's not my team, so I don't get to make those choices. So quickly, Blake Snell then. Everybody seems to be shitting on Blake Snell. The Diamondbacks start is like a guaranteed lock that you'd want to start them in weekly leagues. But are you going to start them against the Dodgers? Are you? Anybody out there, do you have the stones to do it? Do you? I want to know. Come on, let me know. If you had Blake Snell, let's say you don't even have Blake Snell, but you needed the uh, pitching right now. You're in a desperate situation, clock's ticking, and you're like, oh, my God, I need this. 
I need some quality starts. I need some great K rates, shit like that. Would you start Blake Snell against the Dodgers? <laughs> I cannot blame anybody for saying, you know, Blake Snell is a guy who has this talent, but he kind of seems like a fluke based off his Cy Young award-winning season, which he won 21 games for, too. So it's like an outdated old-school Cy Young because he got so many wins. It's not the more modern, sabermetric, analytic look where you know, players like King Felix won the Cy Young, but he only won 13 games, went 13 and 12. But they saw the raw numbers inside were so amazing. So Blake Snell is actually three starts removed from seven innings, 10 Ks against the New York Mets in a two to nothing victory. Absolutely dominant. Seven innings, 10 strikeouts, no earned runs. Dominant. Against a Mets offense that, you know, it's still patchwork, right? They're putting pieces together still. It's a tough go. But that's something that I wouldn't dismiss entirely. What do you think, Star Platinum? Snell, if your pitching is poor, yes, if it's good, no. Snell, if you're, wait, Snell, if your pitching is poor, yes. If it's good, then no. Well, that makes, that makes sense. Thank you. <laughs> Star Platinum, but very logical. I like that bottom line. Hey, Javert, what's up, man? Dude, good to see you, my brother. Where you been? I missed you. I feel like I haven't seen you in a, in a spell. Love, Jaybird. You're great, dude. Good to see you, my friend. Hard no from Jaybird on Blake Snell. So I love it when you guys chime in like that. It really kind of connects me to you guys a little bit more. And I feel like we're having a debate because Deary's not here. Like I said, when Deary's not here, you guys are my co-host every single time. And I think that's fun. You know, it's cool to have that experience together. You're listening to the Heads of Rico Palazzo Fantasy Baseball Podcast presented by rotofanatic.com. I told you guys... Rotofanatic.com. Closing remarks by Mr. Doctor. Follow Mike Carter on Twitter. He's a great follow. He's really, really become a bullpen wizard, and you need that more than ever. Do you start Josh Stomont? Do you start Greg Holland? How are you supposed to know the difference? Is it Michael Fulmer in Detroit? Is it Greg Soto? You need to talk to Mr. Doctor, Mike Carter. He puts it out every Sunday for you. I edit it, and then he puts it out. I put it out, actually, but he writes it. So please. Follow Mike Carter, rotofanatic.com. Closing remarks is a great, great article. You need it for the bullpen stretch run. You're gonna need it for show. All right, so Blake's now career against the Dodgers. How do you think he's done? Anybody uh, care to, to guess? You know, a, a guy who, you know, he struggled at times, but he's never really had a lot of starts against the Dodgers either. So it's not something you'd be like, well, hey, you know, Blake Snell against the Dodgers, we blah, blah, blah. They were in the World Series together last year, and we saw how that went. And we all remember the bitterness a lot of people felt. I think maybe I wasn't one of them, but when Blake Snell was pulled too soon in that World Series game, the, the Dodgers were going to win regardless. I think we generally agreed to that, right? Am I wrong? You guys let me know uh, in the live stream. Hook me up with your comments, but... You know, Blake Snell is known for the third-time disaster through the order. And as this season drags on, you can't risk these blow-ups. If you're in the hunt, you can't risk the blow-ups. But if you're, if you're getting desperate, if you're in 10th place out of a 15-team league or, you know, 10th out of 12th, you are desperate. So you're going to start Blake Snell because you have to take that risk right now. We're coming up on the All-Star break. It's June 20th, Father's Day. We've got a couple weeks to the All-Star break. And the next thing you know, it's August, September. It's over. That's it. So we're slowly, sadly, running out of time this year. 
And Blake Snell has had good starts this year, but he's had so many. Look at these blowups. One, two, three. There's at least three or four that I can count in his game log. And the one at Colorado actually wasn't a blowup. So that tells you something right there. I, I, I'm really torn right now. I'm holding Blake Snell, but I am probably, probably sitting him this week, even though the Diamondbacks matchup is tasty on the back end. If it's a weekly league, you got to go through the Dodgers first, and that sucks. That's not fun. So I think in a weekly league, you got to bench him. I do. Jaybird says, Jake Odorizzi this week in a 12-teamer thinking about it. How much I don't like Domingo Herman. Oh, oh, come on now. What happened? Is Domingo Herman no fun anymore? What happened to Domingo? Didn't he bring you joy, Jaybird? Didn't he bring you pleasure? Didn't you have some good times with Domingo Herman? I mean, he's got a 417 ERA this year. It's four and four. 13 starts, 89, uh, 69 innings pitch, 63 strikeouts, 1.19 whip. That's not bad. And also his walk percentage has been outstanding. It's one of the top 10% best in the league. That's pretty good at 5.2%. His expected ERA is at 401 compared to a 417 ERA. So there's actually room for a slight improvement there. And this week, Domingo, if we're looking at the two-start pitcher world, uh, let me look. Was he two-start? No, is he just a one-off this week? You're just saying that you would rather have Odorizzi over Domingo Herman. Is that what you're saying here, Jay Bird? I think Jake Odorizzi over Domingo Herman in the long run is not a bad idea because Odorizzi is going to be in the rotation now, staying in the rotation, and Houston is on fire! Dominant offensively, except when they play Carlos Rodon, like I mentioned. <laughs> but, yeah, Odorizzi, let's do it, man. I don't love Odorizzi. I never have, but he's a value play that teams like the Twins recently... And now the Astros have taken advantage of, and he will eat innings, too. He's had no blow-ups this year, although the ERA is at 5.68. That's only in 25 innings. You look at his game log, there's no nightmare there. He had three uh, three inning outing against Boston at home that wasn't amazing. A very high whip, but wasn't a god, god awful the nightmare. So I think Odorizzi is the kind of guy you could rely on. But going to Baltimore might be tricky here. That's the only thing I'm questioning here, Jaybird. Baltimore is, they're smoking the ball. Ryan Mountcastle had a three-homer game this week. That was badass. I love that. Who didn't love that? I know I did personally because I picked him up at TGFBI a couple weeks ago, and that's really paying off for me. But with Domingo Herman shit in the bed, I think you got to roll the dice with Odorizzi. Domingo Herman last start against Oakland, four innings, six strikeouts. Uh, no, not great. He gave up some runs and a very high whip. And then the previous start before that at Philadelphia, he got destroyed. And that's the only blow-up start of late, though. If you take out the Philadelphia start at Philly on June 13th, the ERA and whip are much, much more palatable. In fact, even with that Philly blow-up start, Jaybird, with this is intriguing. He still has an ERA under four at 388. So, I don't know. That's interesting. Because uh, Odorizzi at Baltimore, it's a bad matchup in my opinion. I'm, I'm concerned about that matchup. Not Odorizzi's talent, but I am I'm a little cautious of that Baltimore, that bird lineup, those birds over there. Cedric Mullins, Mountcastle, Austin Hayes is healthy. Aren't you? What do you guys think out there? I'd love the live stream to let me know. Would you prefer to have Domingo Herman or Jake Odorizzi? Would you rather roll with Herman or take Odorizzi this week on a two-step 
rollout, one of which is at Baltimore, which I am a little cautious of and not really all that excited about. Let me know what you guys think. I love to find out what you guys think. The good news on the Odorizzi back end of his two-start week is that he has the Tigers in Detroit. But I've said this before, and this is not a Tiger bias, guys. It's really not. The Tigers' offense has come to life. In fact, they've been over 500 in the last six weeks. Over 500 as a team. They were so bad in the beginning, but those days are gone. Those days are long gone. Uh, Star Platinum says... Herman fatigue setting in did not pitch last year. See, this is the big point. I've harped on this. This is a red alert for all teams. We got to put out the, do I have a, I don't have a warning, like a, a mayday. I should have a siren. You guys believe I don't have a siren button. All these buttons I got. Unbelievable. I got this. Now that doesn't matter. This is, that's scary. Uh, there's always a, there's this. Yeah, but we've heard that before. <laughs> so. Whatever, motherfucker! No, 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 that's not a good siren. Point being, look, pitching innings are just going to keep getting more and more of a concern. There's no way that you can just skip out on the bozo season of 2020 like a lot of pitchers did. And if they did pitch, it was a short, short amount. The best of the best pitchers, what, they pitched 70 innings, 75 innings? That is a big problem right now as we move into the dog days. And that's for every pitcher. And this is a great comment by Star Platinum. I keep talking about it, and I don't feel... No one's giving the... No one's giving it back to me. Like, hey, you know, that's not something you should worry about, Mike. I'm not getting a lot of support in this. Am I crazy? Aren't you guys worried about this, too? The innings pitched are going to start mounting. We talked about Rodon. We talk about Herman. We talk about Odorizzi. All these guys... Nobody pitched a full season last year. Nobody. So aren't you logically going to deduce that there's going to be restrictions, six-man rotations in greater numbers, teams that are in the playoff hunt even more concerned because they've got a playoff run to figure out? Am I nuts? I mean, (laughs) I know Star Platinum's thinking with me. He gets it. This is something you guys need to keep track of. We need to keep focused and listen really attentively to what managers are saying, what front office people are saying in all 30 teams across the league. This is really, really the hot button issue of the season in the end for me. Even if all my teams go to shit, I'm going to stick with this and support this reality because it's going to, it's going to be a reckoning. There will be a reckoning sooner or later. Right? Maybe I'm talking to myself here. I don't know, but I'm pretty confident you just can't throw 160 innings after you threw, I don't know, 55 last year or even 33. Julio Urias, they're just going to let him fly and fly and fly. I don't know if that's really something that's going to happen, boys and girls. Star Platinum checking in on our live stream commentary. They should have made the season 120 games. These guys are not going to make it through the year. Star Platinum, we are on the save wavelength, my friend. And cheers to you. Another shout-out and a high-five. And, in fact, an applause to you, sir. Hell yes. This is a big deal. Now, I mean, the 120-game thing kind of makes sense in terms of taking care of the arms. But 
I mean, I admit it's great to see a 162 game season and we all really miss that. But you're right. In terms of practicality, you were probably absolutely 1000% correct. Brian K. Rodgman, what up, dude? Yeah, there you are. I've been missing my guy. I've been talking to him on the DMs, but I know he's always there with me. Uh, by the way, Brian's son has his own stuff going on that I want you guys to check out. Uh, oh, shit. It's the uh, wide world. It's like the wild world of sports. Isn't that what you call it? I, I looked it up, and I, I'm doing this off the top of my head here, Brian. I've got so many things in my head. I apologize. I don't mean any disrespect, but uh, it was pretty cool stuff. Uh, Worldwide Sports Radio Network. That's what it is. Uh, I'll drop the link right in here. You guys should check it out. On Twitter, if you like sports, then you need more sports coverage in your life. You don't need less. Day. There it is right there. That's Brian Sons. Cool stuff, man. Oh, they moved. Oh, shit. Okay, disregard that link. All right, you're listening to the Hands of Rico Palazzo Fantasy Baseball Podcast. Don't forget, Palazzo Podcast, two L's, two Z's. Utah, give me two. Palazzo Podcast at ProtonMail.com. MJ Govier, G-O-V's and Victor I-E-R on Twitter. All right, uh, hopefully we've covered these two-star pitchers. Uh, Jordan Lyles, no way. Uh, Erod Eduardo Rodriguez at Tampa and home against the New York Yankees. Definitely intrigued. Um, little suspect right now. He always has a high whip too that always bothers me. So that's the personal issue that I have. But uh, I think those are actually fairly decent matchups. Not the Tampa matchup. But if you are owning Eduardo Rodriguez right now, you're probably screaming into a pillow or you know, slapping yourself in the face. Because over his last, basically, he hasn't had a good start since May 7th. And that was at Baltimore. That was a long, long time ago. In fact, you probably might have already dropped Eduardo Rodriguez. But I never give up on him. He's always a high whip guy, but he's also a high K guy. And he's got to get, he's got to get better eventually. He can't be this bad. So I'm actually considering to roll tape on his two-start week this week. What do you guys think? Tampa Bay and the Yankees, two AL East foes he knows very, very well. Are you guys in or out with Eduardo Rodriguez? The Boston Red Sox. Uh, Brian K. Rogers, give me that new link when you let me know on that, uh, and I'll drop it into the live stream here. Guys, don't forget, rotofanatic.com. That's what the show's presented by. Uh, I'm a part owner of it, and I try to put good work and quality time into it. So if you like me... And hopefully you like the website and you like the material we put out. Also, a very special Father's Day. I forgot to mention this. Carm. Carm, my guy. Carm Mayorano, who you should definitely be following. At Carm's Clubhouse on Twitter. Make sure you follow Carm Mayorano. Very, very wise. Great with data. And a damn fine fantasy player, if I do say so myself. He wrote a great article. If you're into cards, trading cards, about Father's Day, trading cards, and some of the memories he has. And he still shares with his father to this date. It's a pretty, uh, you know, like honest kind of slice of life, beautiful article. That's a personal testament to the power, the passion, and the unity that baseball can bring to the world. So make sure you check that out it's just for fun. It's nothing that's going to, you know, give you an insight into anybody's situation or anything like that. But it's a really cool article by Carm Mayorano. Follow him at Carm's Clubhouse. That's Carm's Clubhouse on Twitter, and I just dropped the link in the live stream. Uh, and Brian K. just hit me up. There it is. Smoke and mirrors on the sports hit list. Thank you. That's where his son's action's at 
Great sports coverage over there. Please check it out. Thank you, Brian K. Rajman, my man. And shout out to your son, too. Who I've never met, but uh, apparently he likes that we go with the Brian K. Rajman shtick, which is a shtick that I like. I like shtick. I'm a shtick guy. What can I tell you? All right, we uh, cover two-start. Unless somebody else has a question about two-start, I'm going to move on from that. Relief pitching-wise this week, I already covered the schedules. Remember, again, there's five teams that have five games this week, as I covered. The Mariners, the Angels, the Giants, uh, the Rockies. I believe off the top of my head. So that's four of the five. Make note of that. Jake Bowers has been on a roll, but are you going to pick up Jake Bowers? Are you in? Is it time? We Some of us waited a lifetime for Jake Bowers to do what he's doing this past 10 days or so since he left Cleveland. was They gave up on him. And now he's in Seattle and he's making shit happen. And I got to check this Ty France injury that Star Platinum kind of hit. He alluded to here earlier in the show, which has me freaking out because Ty France was finally taking off. Oh, I don't want to get so sad about that. But if there's more opportunity for Jake Bowers to play, then shit. There's no reason for you not to take a flyer on this guy. I mean, he's on a roll. He stole a base today. He has a hit in one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine straight games, guys. Nine straight. Uh, not a lot of power. Only the one home run since he's been with Seattle, I believe. But he's getting on base, and he's scoring runs, and he's driving in a few runs, and he had a steal today. And if you need help, first base, left field eligible, depending on what league. Yahoo, he has a outfield eligibility. Definitely first base eligible elsewhere. You know, 10 bucks, 12 bucks on Jake Bauer. See where it goes. You know, we have to be very, very careful where we're at with our fab budgets. Three things I'm thinking of with fab. How much money do you have left? Where we're at in the season? And who's still bidding? Have you been paying attention? Not only to your own bids, but to who out there has continually bid? Other teams that haven't bid in weeks, check the logs. Check your logs to see who's been bidding and who's stopped bidding. That's going to be very, very important and useful information to you. Those three things. How much money do I have left? Who's been bidding? And where we are in the season. Those three key areas. I'm just trying to help here, guys. I'm trying to make a difference. Star Platinum says Toro and Kemp better than Bauer. Well, that's so funny. I was just going to get to those guys. Abraham Toro and Tony Kemp are definitely on the menu this week. A lot of people excited about their recent stretch run over the last uh, 10 days or so. Abraham Toro had a great game a couple of nights ago. Big DFS play for those of you out there that are uh, DFS honks. I'm certain somebody cashed in on that. Was that a, by the way, Brian K. Rodgman, that wasn't last night, was it? That was, because I know you had a great lineup that you were a little upset about. Not to not to bring up something that, uh you know, is a sore subject for you. Because we've all been there, my friend. Trust me, we've all been there. What did you, what did you have, a few drinks this morning? <laughs> huh? I, I think you did, didn't you? No, I didn't. So Abraham Toro is a guy that gets called up and sent down a lot with Houston. He's been with the team for a few years. He's gotten some run at certain times, and then he is a bench part utility guy. Uh, recently, though... He's been playing well when he gets to play. But if you look at the, the game log, played twice in the last six, seven days, guys. Twice. So we're going apeshit about Abraham Toro because he had one game on June 17th. He had a home run. He had the stolen base, a couple hits, scored a couple runs. It's a big night. It's a great night. But that's it. So is it because of the Bregman injury that you believe he can do this again and again and again? Is that why? Because tell me why. I mean, Abraham Toro is a, he's a quad A bat in my mind. I've never seen anything otherwise to show me that he's an everyday guy who's worth owning. But every player can get hot. 
That was when Jake Bowers can get hot. Anybody can get hot, right? So that's a fair point. I will say that. Uh, Star Platinum covered that. Star Platinum says that's a great point. Toro four for four today. Oh, okay. All right. Well, I did not check today's stats. You got me there. So two excellent games in four days. Definitely worth a flyer, but I don't think it's worth more than that. 10 bucks, 12 bucks, 15, 25, 30, 35. How desperate are you for a positional player right now like Toro? And how long will Bregman be out? And right now we don't really have a timetable. As far as I know, Bregman, no timetable for the return either. But they also have a lot of other, you know, Dusty Baker likes to bring in a lot of hitters that they have in that menu. So just think about the menu that's available. Don't go ape shit. But there is an opportunity, no doubt about it, for Toro. Just don't blow your wad because of the ticking clock and the amount of money you might have left. But if you're in a waiver wire league where fab bidding doesn't matter and you go, hey, it's my turn to pick up a guy. I'm just going to pick him up. Then go ahead. Take a chance. I don't have any beef with that. Tony Kemp is a former Astro. And Tony Kemp has tantalized with the possible power-speed combo for a long time, but never really, never really consistently did it. Once again, a guy can go on a hot streak. A guy can go on a tear, right? So it's worth picking up. It's worth enjoying it. We all want to ride the hot streak while we can. And he's had a hit in his last five games, I believe. Last five or six games, he's had a hit. And he's had a couple home runs over the weekend. And he can steal bags, but he hasn't stolen a bag in forever unless he stole a bag today, which is what I got to look. Why do these game logs don't show today? That's so dumb. I'm on a... Where do you guys like to look at your game logs? Actually, that's a great question. What is the site that you go to for your game logs? Is it Fangraphs? Is it Rotowire? Is it you know, on Yahoo? You can look at the... You can click on the player and see the last 10, 15, 20 games. I'm very curious about that. I'd like to know where you guys find the best game log information. Because it ha- you have to have today's info. And he didn't play today, or at least he didn't start. He came in and went 0 for 1. But he hasn't stolen a bag in forever. He has three steals on the year. So I guess he's got Texas this week. Four games at Texas. That's nice. That's positive. And like we talk about, the schedule factors, Crosby Spencer's schedule factors, fills us in on every schedule and who's got the advantage with the best park, who's pitching, yada, yada, yada. And... Oakland has seven games, so it's a full week. That's nice. One of them's a doubleheader, I believe, but either way, that's seven games with one that'll be, or two games that'll be seven innings. Red Sox pick? Uh, what's it? Max S. Hello, Max S. Is this Max Scherzer, by the way? Is that you? It says Max S, so I don't, I don't know. Hey, Max. He says Red Sox pick question mark. Um, does that mean, like, pick up a Red Sox? Go, are the Red Sox going to the World Series? Is that what you want to know? I'm, I'm happy to answer whatever your question is, Max. On the Hey, it's Rico Palazzo Fantasy Baseball Show, which we do every Sunday evening, three times a week, Wednesday, Friday, Sunday. Let me know what that means, and I'll interpret it further. By the way, we got Justin Mason coming up this Wednesday. Justin Mason will be on the show Wednesday. That's going to be fantastic. We got more guests coming beyond that. We got Brock this Monster, Ryan Venancio, Greg Jewett, who's a relief pitching expert. We're going to have a lot of great guests. We always pepper them in. Always. Because I like you guys. What can I say? That's Rico Plato, Fantasy Baseball Podcast. Presented by RotoFanatic.com. Two L's, two Z's. Utah. Plato podcast. Give me two. On Twitter. Give us a follow. We love your follows. All right, let's get back to these uh, possible hot hitters that we could shed. Shed long. You want to shed, shed long or not? Shed long strikes out a ton. Always has, always will. But if he's on a roll right now, and if there's a Ty France injury, if there's an opportunity to step in and play more, he definitely can give you some power and speed. Your classic 
kind of true th three outcome guy because he's never going to hit for average. But in OBP leagues, I kind of like Shedlog a little bit more. He has been known to walk a little bit better than your typical player if things are breaking right, of course. No guarantees on that. I never guarantee anything except that uh, one day the Tigers will win the World Series. Ha-ha! <laughs> Just kidding. I don't know if that'll ever happen. But go Tigers! Ty France. I'm trying to look for this injury update that Star Platinum alluded to, and I haven't found it yet. So if somebody else has a link, let me know, because I don't want to spread false rumors or bullshit that's not true. Not that Star Platinum, I love you. I'm a fan of you. I'm glad you're a part of our show every week. But a uh, verification on that possible concern would be great. All right, this week's relief pitchers, somebody who's going to step into a closer role. Is anybody on your tongue? Anybody on the tip of your tongue that you're excited about? Because I... I don't see a lot of opportunities. Michael Fulmer, if he's available again, looks to be the Tigers' closer right now, although people were picking up Jose Cisnero uh, two weeks ago, last week, thinking, oh, hey, Cisnero's got the job now. I, It's a mess, but I think Fulmer is the guy because they want to trade him, and I've said this many times on the show, I believe. The Tigers want Fulmer to be a great closer so they can trade him, so that makes sense for the motivation. If you're looking for a reason to sift through like every other day, somebody else gets a save. The guy you think isn't going to have a save. One day you got Jake Diekman in Oakland. And then the next week, Lou Trevino's dominating, right? So you want to know what is the rationale? What is the motivation for front office people and managers to make the decisions they make to get saves? That is what you want to focus on when you see all this chaos in the bullpens all over baseball. My guy, Matt Manning, who debuted this week against the Angels in Shohei Otani. My Tiger, Matt Manning. I love Matt Manning. But I don't know if I love him enough to spend a shitload of money on him, especially if your fab bucks are dwindling. It's a nice start, but it wasn't flashy. Uh, the curveball didn't have a lot of bite to it. It was, it was not terrible because there's been a lot of bad debuts, and pitching debuts don't always go that well historically, right? So uh, go see a guy who goes five innings pitch, and you're like, wow, man, he only went five innings, and he only gave up two earned runs. That's promising, right? But it didn't look anything like promising, in my opinion. It, it, was, it was satisfactory because he had three strikeouts. I would like to have seen some more Ks, but the Angels are tougher to strike out, so it's important to make those notes. Jasper says, the service for the two-keeper league I'm in is where I get most of my player info. They track everything and everyone in MLB. Hell yeah, Jasper. What service is that, by the way? Let me know. Star Platinum says, I would make sure I have a backup for France this week. Well, always got to have a backup plan. That's a good call. And we still have a few hours till the fabs will roll in the NFBC. And if you have weekly leagues that don't roll till tonight on Fantrax or tomorrow, you got some more time. So plenty of time to dive in, dig deep, and make those choices that are going to change your season. This is the week, right, guys? This is the week where everything changes. Woo! I'm the king of the world. Woohoo! The great Ben Wright panic of 2021. Yeah, yeah, we've all heard about that. Anyways, Matt Manning. I would expect three more starts. I know this much, and I can say this with a fair sense of confidence from what I've heard around here and insiders, that Spencer Turnbull and Matt Boyd, two starters in the Tigers rotation who are injured right now, will not be back until the All-Star break is over. So that gives you a couple of weeks where Matt Manning will probably be sitting here making starts. So this week, it's worth it. And it looks like it could be worth two weeks of starts. 
but I don't want to say anything beyond that. I don't want to guarantee anything I can't beyond that moment. He's got St. Louis at home, just like Terry Scooble does. I don't like that matchup at all. I really don't. St. Louis's offense does scare me. I know some of their players are great. Some of their players are not so great. Tommy Edmond has been scuffling, or at least he was. So that's a questionable call. I'll leave it to you guys. Gun to my head, though, doesn't feel like a good idea to start Matt Manning against the Cardinals. That's my opinion. Right off the top of my head. And I love, I'm really excited about Matt Manning, too. So I want you to know that's my perspective. Brian K. Rodgman says, I'm a little late. But how about Harold Ramirez? That's per- You're not late. You're right on time. Perfect time for Harold Ramirez. He had a two-homer game, a double-dong game this weekend. And if you look, if you follow me on Twitter, at MJ Govier, G-O-V is in Victor, I-E-R. Follow my personal Twitter or follow Palazzo Podcast Twitter, 2Ls2Z. Utah, give me two. But on my personal Twitter... Two weeks ago, I was talking about Bradley Zimmer and Harold Ramirez. I liked both of them. And they've both been getting a fair amount of playing time right now. You know, they let Bowers go out right. Jake Bowers went to Seattle. So now Bradley Zimmer and Harold Ramirez, former Miami Marlin, who still could end up becoming a pretty damn good player and definitely has some dynasty value as well. I like Ramirez a lot. I really do. I always loved his bat. I thought he hit pretty consistently for a decent average in limited opportunities with the Marlins, but... Apparently, they just didn't like what they saw, and they moved on from him. And Cleveland says, hey, give me some Harold Ramirez. Give me more. And Ramirez hit another home run today. So he's on a roll, my friends. And I would definitely pay I would pay 10 to 15% of my fab budget easy for Harold Ramirez. I really would. I believe that he has the playing time, was locked in, because Cleveland's offense sucks. And I believe he's talented. In fact, I'd buy you 20% for Harold Ramirez. If you need an outfielder that you can rely on, that's going to play every day the rest of the season. I really like Harold Ramirez's bat. I really do. And I'm so glad that you brought that up, Mr. Rodgman. You should be my producer here. And like I said, you guys are my co-host when Deary isn't here to help me. So thank you so much, co-host. You saved my day. If I hadn't talked about Harold Ramirez before the end of the show, I would have felt like a total jackass. Thank you, Brian. Thank you so much. <laughs> Applause to you. Appreciate it. Woo-hoo! Harold Ramirez hits the ball hard. He's crushing the shit out of the ball this year. Although his max EV, uh, this is, you know what? Actually, no, that's bullshit. In 2019, his max EV was 113. This year, it's 114.5. And what I was saying is bullshit is last year he had a max EV of 94. That's the outlier. The other, the full seasons that he's had in terms of the most amount of playing time he's had, 2019 and 2021, the max EVs line up right on schedule. That's good news. Uh, he doesn't walk worth a shit. So if you're in an OBP league, maybe it's not so great. But he doesn't strike out much at all. I mean, the strikeout rate might go up a bit because it's at 9% right now. 9.8%. That is outstanding. <laughs> but the guy can hit for average. He really can. So I'm, I'm, all, I'm all in. If I've never made it clear on the show, I want to be on the record. And fully clear that I love me some Harold Ramirez. And I still love Bradley Zimmer, too. I think Bradley Zimmer is a guy you can get a source of steals and power. And in OBP leagues, I think he does provide that quality eye that you need to bump up the OBP with a walk percentage as well. That's Bradley Zimmer, not Harold Ramirez. Two different players, but on the same team. Both outfielders and likely available. So that's that's how I feel about Harold Ramirez. And I feel great about that. That's all I have to say about that. 
Uh, all right, I got to wrap up the show here. Uh, I'm out of time. I got to go do the first day podcast. Um, let's talk quickly. Uh, hmm. Nate Pearson could be returning to the rotation. Uh, check that out. He had a decent start, I believe, in his last outing in the minor leagues. That looked good. He went six innings. And if he's healthy, uh, certainly somebody you want to... I mean, he was a super prospect, and he's been kind of banished because of injuries and injuries and more injuries. And he has not started in the majors since May 9th when he got shelled at Houston. But if he gets a call back up and he gets to go against Baltimore this week at home, that's an interesting, interesting play. Keep your eye out on that. No guarantees. I don't know if he'll go against Miami or Baltimore. Depends on how the schedule plays out. But Nate Pearson clearly has the stuff, but it's just been a struggle. And an unfortunate, man, just hasn't gone his way right now. Uh, Kobe Allard. Kobe Allard's a guy I love of Texas Rangers. I wish I had talked about Kobe Allard more because I would look like more of a genius. But I've always loved Kobe Allard's stuff. Kobe Allard of the Texas Rangers. He's been... The reason I've ignored him for so long, uh, Ramirez over Lamonte Wade, making Taylor Ward my top outfielder wa- waiver wire priority. Taylor Wade's a great call. Taylor wa- Taylor Ward's looking rock solid. I like Taylor Ward a lot. Uh, the average isn't there, but the power is there, and the opportunities to score runs in that lineup and playing time are still definitely his, with Mike Trout still ways away from returning. But Ramirez over Lamont Wade, Lamonte Wade, I would say yes. I'm taking Ramirez over Wade. I am. I'm going to lock that in. Lock it in. Hit the law and order button, wherever it is. I lost it. Where's that law and order button, damn it? Uh, I don't know where it is. Anyway, lock it in. Yeah! That'll work. Uh, but Colby Allard of the Texas Rangers, guys, he's been jerked around between too many roles, between being a starter and being a reliever and then being like a swing guy over the last couple of years. But if he's back in the rotation here, and that looks to be the case, and he stays in there, I really like this guy. He's going to... He's not going to go deep in the games, but he can get a good K rate and he can give you a couple of quality starts that will really surprise you. It really will. I've always been a fan of his. Uh, he used to be with the Braves and they let him go to Texas, which really surprised me. It kind of freaked me out because I thought, wow, the Braves know something that we don't know. But Colby Allard is a gamer and he's the kind of guy that will surprise you and offer opportunities. He was a first round pick, guys, in 2015, 14th overall, okay, out of high school. Uh, he's still young. He's only 23. And his best days are definitely still ahead of him. He's got a nice mix of that four-seam fastball and the curveball, but he also has the cutter he can throw in. Uh, his changeup, yeah, whatever, it's not that great, I don't think. But he's got more than two pitches to work with. So if you got more than two pitches to work with, you got the experience, and he's maturing. you got a K rate at 26% is the K percentage right now, and the walk rate's at 6, which is real nice. I like to see that. But it's been a lot higher in other years, so be very cautious. If the walk rate goes up, that could be a problem for him. 292 ERA right now, 355 expected ERA. Does that mean that's how they should be looking? Does that mean the expected ERA is telling the truth? I'm going to leave that to another time, another place. I got to go. My guys, my girlfriend's going to freak out. Like, where are we? It's time to do our first day podcast. I love doing this show. I wish I covered more. I hope I covered enough. I feel like there's something I just... I left out here that I didn't cover that needed to be covered. Oh, Cal Quantrill. Cal Quantrill's a great pickup. If Cal Quantrill's still available, get him. He's only going like four innings at a time, but he's getting great ratios, and he can strike guys out more than he's doing right now, and Cleveland's doing what Cleveland does. Turns these young pitchers into excellent Cleveland pitchers. Cal Quantrill. I love me some Cal Quantrill all day. I really, really do. Got to give me some of that. Ross Stripling has two starts this week. Definitely somebody you would start, even in 15-team leagues right now, Ross Stripling is two-start, and he's a 15-team starter. 
I'm all over that. Uh, yeah, okay. Ugh, I'm sure there's more I missed. I wish I covered it all. You guys are the best. Plaza Podcast from ProtonMail.com. Plaza Podcast, two L's, two Z's on Twitter. Follow me at MJGovier. Utah. G-O-V is Victor I-E-R on Twitter. I love talking to you guys. I love talking baseball. Jaybird, Brian K. Rodman, Star Platinum, Jasper Springer, Max S., whoever you were. Love all you guys. You guys are the best. Alex, Ryan, sit you guys Wednesday. Wednesday, we'll be back here live with Justin Mason, myself, and Deary. Catch you on the flip side. He's Edwin Rios, and he has the strongest hands. When a Patron hits his bat, who can say where it will land? With Justin Turner gone, he'll shine like we know he Right, lads. Now, I know there's not a faint heart among you. And I know you're as anxious as I am to get into close action. But we must bring him right up beside us before we spring this trap. That will test our nerve. And discipline will count just as much as courage. The Acheron is a tough nut to crack. More than twice our guns, more than twice our numbers. And they will sell their lives dearly. They mean to take us as a prize. <laughs> And we are worth more to them undamaged. Their greed will be their downfall. England is under threat of invasion. And though we be on the far side of the world, this ship is our home. This ship is England. So it's every hand to his rope or gun, quicks the word and sharps the action. After all, Surprise is on our side. <laughs> Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Catch those springtime vibes all over Arizona. Break out of the winter blues by hitting the water at one of our lake and river parks. Take a hike among the wildflowers. Just make sure to stay on the trails and leave the flowers for the bees. Discover Arizona's best kept secret and visit azstateparks.com slash amazing to start your springtime adventure.